I think my biggest struggle is mindset, like mindset, because especially when you're, especially I had to learn it. Like I used to be intimidated by yeah. you know, athletes. So I used to see an athlete and thinking, raw, this guy's run this. So like comparing is comparing. Yeah, because like I'm, com- I'm coming up and these guys are already Olympic medalists. They're already been a part of yeah. a world record before. They're already like in history, one of the fastest ever. Mm. In my eyes, I had to shrug that off quite early because you have to learn, man. On a, I learned on the job. Yeah, you know, yeah. You can't, you don't have time, you know. Like, life teaches you quick and in, in track and field. Yeah, you can't. It can't take you three years to understand that. You've got to learn it mm. ASAP. Torin Joshua and I'm back with another episode of the Next Generation podcast. You know, thank you for listening to all the episodes so far. It's been it's been dope so far, kind of getting used to this format. I don't really it's my first sort of time doing audio and you know my first audio project. So you know I'm enjoying it so far. I've had quite a few guests on, and today I'm excited to have this very very special guest on, uh, a GB athlete himself, <laughs> Jamal Marcus. You want to come and introduce yourself? Yeah, hi guys. My name is Jamal Marcus. Um, full name Jamal Marcus Rodin Stevens. Um, yeah, Team GB athlete, and uh, excited to be on this podcast today. Cool, cool. So, you know, this is the first time I've had an athlete <laughs> on the podcast. You know, we we kind of met online. We started talking on there. We started like I think one of us popped up to each other. I saw what you were doing, and you know, it's just pretty dope. So. One thing that I want to start doing with my guests is kind of actually going deep into, you know, their past. Like, what was their childhood like? How did they kind of get to the point that they're at? So if you want to just kind of give a brief storyline of, you know, how you were as a kid, all that type of stuff. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but um, I'm actually born in Brighton. So I'm born in Sussex. Mm. Uh, A lot of people assume I'm from London. Because I rep South London so hard. Yeah. <laughs> people Sussex, so I'm a bit of a fraud. Mm. <laughs> but um, if people don't know where Sussex Brighton is, this where the seaside is, the Brighton Pier. Yeah, a lot of people don't know I'm born in, yeah, born in Brighton. So yeah, that's mm. where I'm born. Um, come from a Jamaican background. Um, been going back and forth to Jamaica since mm. I was a child. The first time I went back when I was one years old. Yeah. And went back, kind of came over here for education. But mm. um. But yeah, so that kind of background, Caribbean background, um, growing up basically in South London, um, mainly that Croydon. So that was really my childhood. I mean, there was uh, quite an average, average, I was quite smart as a child. Mm-hmm, I would say I was mm-hmm. quite smart, intellectual. Yeah. Did you sort of enjoy academics and school like that? or was it Yeah, I actually did. I actually mm-hmm. loved school when I was younger. I loved school. Um, and back then, sports wasn't a big part of my life because I was just a normal school kid. Um, yeah. I loved wrestling. So wrestling was my thing. Okay, WWE, yeah. um, SmackDown, Raw. That, that, I was a big, big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all I can remember is running around, 
wrestling kids trying to do the latest moves. <laughs> the suplexing people on the at school. Isn't it? Yeah, man. Listen, we did all the moves, man. Just jumping over, jumping over on better, like all the moves, man. Yeah, so that was a primary school. Yeah, quite active kid, and then I was playing mm. football. So football was my first like little sport. I love football. Yeah. Um, I started playing for the year six team in about year year four, year five. So I was advanced. I was mm. playing a year. Like, did you ever see football being like a thing, like a, a career path? Or was it just kind of, you know, just doing it on the side? Nah, like, I, I mainly got into football because of the social aspects, like playing mm. with my friends. It's also something yeah. to talk about in school as well. Like, one of your friends talking about school. Um, I think the first match I, I remember watching properly was when you versus Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about 2000 and some early 2000s. 2001, 2002, like actual yeah. full 90 minute match. Because, yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. you're a child, you don't really watch the 90 minutes. You watch like match of the day in them. <laughs> yeah, because like, back then, 90 minutes, that's long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 90, like sitting down and watching two hour football program. Back then, my attention span was not, like, was not good. So <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So then, when did, when did the sort of introduction to athletics sort of come in? Yeah, so like during secondary school, we have PE in it. So there's times, obviously, in the summer season, we'll have running and we have a sports day, as everyone knows. Mm. And then, like, yeah, start. Obviously, I was still playing football at school. I was playing every sport at school. So I was playing basketball. Mm. I was in a basketball team, a rugby team. Um, I tell you, the rugby team, I quit quite early. Yeah, that's like me. <laughs> I saw someone break their leg and I was very slim and I thought, you know what? It was in the game. He broke his leg in the game. I was like, you know what? Rugby's good, but I can't do this. It's not worth it, innit? <laughs> See, I played for a little bit and like, because I was fast as well. And then like the second weekend, I broke a toe and I was like, I'm never playing this ever again, fam. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> I-, I wasn't built for rugby. I didn't have the mentality. Like, yeah. I just wasn't angry enough to just... <laughs> <laughs> So, and the, yeah, like well, now so yeah, yeah, we just start doing. We didn't really train, like do train sessions in school. It was just mm-hmm. literally. Sometimes we just race each other like hundred meters, in grass. Yeah. But the funny thing is, in school, like, even though I was one of the fastest guys, even in football, I wasn't the quickest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would say I was about top five. There was guys faster than me, but I was really good at cross country. Okay. So at a point, I was number one in the school at one point. Really. If I'm like yeah. For the guys that didn't, obviously for the guys that didn't train outside of school, yeah. Because if guys trained outside of school, they would have been way better than me. But I was, mm. I was quite good at cross country. I went and represented my my county one time. I came about seventeenth though, man. It was. <laughs> I was so angry, like because I was very competitive. So I was like, it's rubbish, man. What, yeah, what's this? yeah. It's not, the, it's not the same. <laughs> but I was getting beat by the guys that were actually training. Mm. But you know, when I was when I was so a year, I think it was a year nine, year eight. But back then, I didn't know anything about training. You know, mm-hmm. so I just turn up and just whatever I have on that day, I have that have on that day. I don't yeah, know about nutrition. Yeah. I don't know about eating good, sleeping good, just whatever. When I wake up, I didn't think mm-hmm. just go and just go and run. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. So, how did the journey start off? Was it kind of? Did you have any aspirations for it? Was it a kind of thing? Where it was like, okay, this is as cool to kind of get into. Mm, yeah. So, like, okay, I'll tell you the journey. So, so I was still playing football to the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had an Instagram post and I was like, "Yeah, I started at 19 which is yeah. the truth." Oh, that's crazy. Yes, because like what happened was had a had a chat with one of my friends that played for Chelsea, still played for Chelsea at this point, goalkeeper. Yeah, he's in Jamal as well. Yeah, so had a chat with him, 
Um, a few of my friends were there. You know, I thought it was getting long. So I was about 17, 18 at the time, or 18. I was like, yeah, I thought it was getting long, man. What, what? they're not to do next? And I was like, oh, you know, you was good at athletics. Why didn't you just do that? That's yeah. what my friends were saying. So I was like, mm, yeah, you know, I'm going to try to explore it. So then I messaged my dad. And my dad got in contact with a coach that is still my same, still the same coach today. Yeah, I still yeah. have. Wait, so how many years has it been since you started? I think about six years. It's been a while now. It's been a while mm-hmm. now, but I wish athletics was easy. Like the first year, you're just a world-class athlete, but yeah. you have to build up into these things. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah. So, um, so I called my dad and then he said it. So he set up a, he just said, okay, calm down to so-so track, mm-hmm. um, in my local track. And then meet him there. So it I met him there. A lot like, and the funny thing is, I think know, I, I saw... literally for most of your childhood, you were always doing sports, in it. So my question is, before that, before, like, what was what like career did you want to do before that, or was it a thing where you're like, you know, I wanted to do sport, or did you not even have one? <laughs> no, I just think it's a sport was one of the things I was, I was happy to be good at. Mm. That's the craziest thing. I always tell people like it was literally just a talent that obviously God gave me. Now I know that God gave me that talent, but uh, I mean. I was type of guy. I was, I was quite impressionable. So anything my friends were doing, I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It helped that my friends were doing sports. If they didn't do sports, I'd probably do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of my most of my friends were black at that time. Yeah. So <laughs> and, you know they were sport they were sporty. So mm. I just think it's whatever. I mean, I was, I was quite intellectual. Like I said, even in secondary school. So I was. In the top five percent of the whole score at one point in year seven, wow. so very I was very I was very smart, mm-hmm. and then I got into some things that maybe I shouldn't have got into, that mm-hmm. made me not focus so much on academics. But yeah, but yeah, I just think sport just it, it's just one of those things. It just took over really naturally. Yeah. So, so then, then when, when did, did the GB when did the whole in, you know that's that's a that's a nice title, you know. <laughs> How did that kind of start get happening? All right, cool. So fast forward now. So I was 18, 19. So let me tell you about my journey, how I got to there. So my yeah. journey. So, okay, so I started training 18, 19, slash 19. Um, ran a few races. I ran some decent times. I got into the top 25 of, mm. the, of, my con- of the country, but at my age wow. group. So mm. I was uh, under 20. But I thought, okay, that's not too bad. But I didn't know, like, it was not too bad, but I think, yeah, but I was thinking, I was looking at people, I was thinking, well, you know what, these people, I was looking at people beating me, I was thinking, well, you know what, I can run those times. But yeah, yeah. Me. Back then, I wasn't, so my discipline was, so I came to the sport doing long jump, 100 metres, 200 metres. Mm. I got a long jump medal at county championships, but then after that, as soon as that happened, my coach said, no, you're not you're not doing long jump anymore, you're, you're doing sprints. Mm. So originally, I was 100 a 200 meter runner yeah so yeah that was my original thing so i got a 200 meter medal that 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 year as well sorry championship so it's not a it's not a massive championships it's not a, it's a county championship it's not massive mm-hmm. but it's still decently respected yeah really. yeah you're, you're slowly going up the ladder basically yeah you're slowly going up you're slowly going up so I thought, all right cool i think i managed to run some decent times that year so in the next mm-hmm. year 2014 i think it was um managed to get injured so i got it was my first of injury, I still managed to do some races, but back then I was quite stubborn, so I was I wasn't hundred percent fit. But I race anyway yeah. for the sake of it, mm-hmm. so my results just look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like going on record. record. Yeah, they go on record in it, but I just know what condition my body was in at that point. So yeah, I don't, you know, what I mean, 
and I had less races than the last year, so I had a lot less races. And then so, because basically when I first started, I wasn't doing any gym. I was training three times a week. So mm-hmm. average athlete trains about, well, international athlete will train about four to five times a week. But when you're at that level, you're probably training about three times a week. But I never did mm-hmm. any gym. So I was running my, my time just off my fitness from football and just some technique work. Wow. So I was very slim. I was running mm. some, I was running some okay times, you know, some good times. And then, yeah, so 2014, I started doing gym, got injured. Uh, 2015, got another gym program, was, was going well, got injured again. Was still mm. able to race again, but I took a long, long bit out of the season. Yeah. And so, so 2000, 2015, so the turning point was for me, 2015. So I had one race in Watford. So I went out to Watford by myself. So I went out to Watford by myself. And then, yeah, finished this race. It was quite cold. Finished the race. I was trying, like, I was trying to run fast. Yeah. And it was, like, so much slower than my personal best at that, at that time. Yeah, yeah. And then I went home and I said to myself, I was on my way home, I said to myself, I can't do this. <laughs> and when I said I can't do this, it was like, I can't have another season like this. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm, way, I'm so much better than this. Mm-hmm. But obviously, because I got injured, I took six years off. I was eating bad, feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling very sorry for myself, to be honest. Just, yeah. just ridiculous. Then um, put on weight as well, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just said, you know what? Because normally what happens after a season, so for people that don't know athletics, you have an indoor season, you have an outdoor season. The indoor season is typically from October. No, sorry, not October, sorry. December till February. And if yeah. you're elite, March, because the international competitions are in March, if you get mm-hmm. chosen. But typically from December to February. So that's about three months. Okay, and then yeah. the outdoor season is typically from April slash May to August. Yeah. They're really and truly from August to December. What is that? Three months? Yeah, yeah about, about three, four months. Yeah. So normally, normally athletes take about six weeks off four to six weeks off to take mm. a whole month off. So if I finish in, say, August 31st, I'll come back maybe the, fir- the 1st of October. Yeah. You know, start training. And then start yeah. racing maybe the back end of December. So that's like two months of training. So mm. I said to myself, so after the race, Watford, I said, all right, I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm not even going to do any long thing. Like, I'm not taking no long period off. I'm yeah. going to go back. I'm going to go back to training so early before all my teammates because mm. this is this is unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's happening right now is that's not me. Mm-hmm. So decided to put in the work, man. I think one guy came in that was training with us, and it helped because he was so much faster. He had a faster uh, personal best than me, and he's much more experienced than me. He came mm-hmm. in, and that 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 helped me so much because training with him just increased my level because I just rose to his level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Competition. Yeah. 2016 was kind of like a breakish through year. Yeah. I started racing abroad for the first time. Um, I, was, I was still wasn't represented GB at this time, but I was getting recognised. I was getting mm-hmm. recognised. People kind of knew who I was because at yeah. times I was like, I, I, I improved a lot from 2015. Mm-hmm. So that was a good year. So then 2017, I continued what happened in 2016. I, I won a championship, my first championship, which yeah. is the South of England Championship. So it's like the South, the whole of South of England has come down. But people think South England is London. No, there's lots of like, there's like Southampton. <laughs> yeah. There's there's so many different, in the, in the South, there's quite a few different places. 
So, mm-hmm. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a regional championships. So, I won my regional championships for the whole of South England. So, I thought, okay, oh, cool. Wow. South England. Yeah, yeah. Then, I made my first my first senior final. So, it was on BBC. Okay. So, I mean, I was in the top eight of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, 2017. I was in the top eight. Suddenly, I'm in the top eight of the country. In yeah. 400, this is 400 meters. So, I said before, I was 100, 200 meter runner. I was doing 400, 200 and 400 since about 016. Because that's when I told you I got injured, I kind of sw- swapped events as well. Yeah. Because I was, I was getting so much hamstring injuries through the shorter sprints. So I said, I'm going to take the pressure off my, my legs, mm. get stronger, and do longer running. Okay. So that's yeah, how yeah. I came about in the 400. And obviously, I got good at that. Um, it, kind of, it kind of chose me in the end. So yeah. that's what I did. So yeah, so 2017, suddenly I'm topping at the country. Yeah. But Obviously now, still no GB because I wasn't good enough on times. So then I said, I sat down with my coach and I said, okay, we're going to make, there's a competition called World Indoor Championships. So mm-hmm. that's when, that's when Team GB selected, selected squad to race against, you know, if you're picked the best in the world, you know, USA, Jamaica, yeah, Trinidad, yeah, yeah. you know, all the different countries, everyone's there. So I made a plan with my coach and I was like, yeah, you know what, we're going to, I'm gonna get my first GB vest. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna represent GB in yeah. the next indoor champ in the indoor champs. Yeah. So, yeah, train hard. Um, I was unbeaten up until. Yeah. So I did that indoor season. So I did in that four indoor races. I was unbeaten, mm-hmm. so I kept winning them. So my confidence was high. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. I, 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 I got this. this. <laughs> I, keep, I keep winning these races. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. right, okay, I've got a chance at trials. So basically, yeah. before you go to GB selects you. You've got to go to the British trials and basically come top three oh, in the whole country. Yeah. So <sighs> in the indoors. So like everyone is everyone in like okay, certain people not everyone can come because you have to qualify to even get there. Oh, so it's like qualified to the trials, basically. Yeah, you've got to qualify for the trials before you get there. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone because they don't want like a thousand people coming. Because yeah, then yeah. it's gonna take the whole day. Mm-hmm. And they want to do a timetable because it's on TV as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like realistic, and yeah. they they do so many races, which makes sense, right? Yeah. So qualified. I already qualified anyway. I already qualified from last year's time for the indoor thing anyway. So I was really qualified. Then I kept winning. I thought, okay. And I think I'm first representing England first. So you get a thing called you represent England. So England have like certain international races. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they call you because. Yeah. Because Commonwealth, when you represent Commonwealth, it, I'm born in England. I got to represent England because I'm not Scottish. I'm not Welsh. I'm yeah, not yeah. Irish. I've, I'm from England. So I got an England call-up first before my GB call-up. So I got an England call-up. So I thought, right, okay, I got an England call-up. One of my England call-up. So I thought, okay, cool. Go to trials now. So going to trials now, won my heat, won my semi. I'm mm. like, all right, I'm in the final. And this like, is light. <laughs> I've been, I got a turn. <laughs> I kind of messed yeah. up my race in the final, but I still ran a big PB, and I mm. came so I came second overall. I came third actually in the race because there was a guy that not represent. You can't represent GB. He was in that race. Okay, okay right. It's a weird, it's a weird scenario, but he was a foreign athlete. Yeah, but he lived in, so they they let him race. Um, so I actually came third in that race, but second because I'm the second Brit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's British trials, but one foreign guy. Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. it works. I don't know. They stopped doing that anyway, but 
it was for that time. So, okay, so silver, I started thinking, bro, I'm silver medalist. But and then I had another chance to get the qualifying time to make my individual. But mm. I didn't really want to go for individual because that was my first ever time really doing indoor champs. So imagine yeah, the first yeah. time ever doing indoor champs, I made the team. Yeah. So I got a call um, and they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And obviously I was gassed. I was thinking, this is after one try, you know. Yeah, man. So I was thinking, oh, like, yeah, I've actually made it. And it was so cool because it was a home games. It was in Birmingham. So okay, okay, yeah. Home yeah. games. So I got a home crowd. So, mm. you know what I mean? That was real cool. So that's when I first represented GB. Uh, but, but I was in my final year uni. So 2019 was kind of a t- rough year because I was mm. in final year uni and I studied back. Wait, so, so, so you were doing university at the same time as all of this? Yeah. When I first started making GB team, I was doing university. That is crazy. <laughs> that is mad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't people that know I went to university, but I did, man. I went, I went, and I went late. I started university at twenty-one, and I did yeah. like four years. So I finished at twenty-five. But um, yeah, I was in university. But um, shout out to the my university, man. They really supported me. Mm. Um, academic, like with I was taking stuff early. Um, yeah, so. Oh, so were they kind of aware that you were training for Yeah, they, they knew they knew because it, it comes like when when you get selected as well, it comes up it's a news press. So mm-hmm. it's on the internet. Yeah. So if you search for a name, they'll see it, they understand. They see documents, so they know it's like proper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I was at uni at the same time, final year. Final year trying to do my rushing my exams to get to Japan. Mm-hmm. Trying to revise, because as soon as I get back, I still gotta take the test. Yeah. I got so much jet lag. I'm pretty sure I must wanted to test up when I came back because I just wasn't. Yeah. It took me like a whole week to recover. It was weird. It was a, it was a really good experience, mm-hmm. you know, to see the top guys. Some of the top guys came out as well, like in the world, came out. Yeah. Jamaica team was there. Uh, everyone was there. Really? So like all the teams, Trinidad, America, the China, Japan, mm-hmm. Bahrain, you know, Bahamas, and everyone was there. Mm-hmm. The USA, France. Nah, that's dope. I saw... Um... I was on your YouTube channel and I saw like a race from a while ago. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You were running and you smoked everyone like, like by so much. It was like a, it must have been like a good hundred meters there behind you. Like it was so crazy. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. So I spoke about GB. I made Team GB, but a lot of people thought at one point that I was um I was going to represent Switzerland because I have Switzerland ties. Oh, okay. So I, I run for a club in Switzerland. Mm. Uh, for LC Brew, um, like Athletic, yeah, the general way of saying it, but um, Athletic Club, that's the general way of saying Athletic Club. Mm. Um, but I've been running for them for like yeah four years, and um, that race was in Switzerland. But yeah, that was in the Swiss. That was for my Switzerland club because we have club races. So yeah, yeah I, I ran for them. That was that was real cool. Yeah. So then, what would you say is like your biggest? Besides injuries, what would you say has been like the biggest struggle so far? Because you know, to be fair, like it sounds like it's been an easy ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you kind of just got through it so quick. <laughs> I was so harsh on myself. Like there's so much races I've messed up, man. But mm. I think my biggest struggle is mindset. Like mindset, because especially when you're, especially I had to learn it. Like I used to be intimidated by yeah you know, athletes. So I used to see an athlete and thinking. Raw, this guy's run this. This guy's, mm-hmm. this guy's a like comparing, comparing. Yeah, because like I'm coming, I'm coming up, and these guys are already Olympic medalists. They're already been a part of yeah. a world record before. They're already like in history, one of the fastest ever. 
mm-hmm. in my event. So it's like, oh, like you kind of put them on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, when I, when I was young, I, I didn't, like, younger, like, in terms of experience, I didn't, like, now I know, now I know not to fear anyone and blah, just race and blah, blah, blah. But before mm-hmm. then, I was like, this guy's done this, this guy's done that. Yeah, because you don't, you don't, it's not like that, but it's subconscious. You just go into the meet, go into the race and thinking, I'll do well not to just get embarrassed here, or yeah, I'll do yeah, well yeah. to come fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. So, my mind's, I have to shrug that off quite early because you have to learn, man. On a, I learned on the job, yeah, you know, yeah, you can't, you time, you know, like life teaches you quick and in, in track and field, yeah, you can't, it can't take you three years to understand that, you've got to learn it. It's, Mm-hmm. I think as well because you came in you came in pretty late to it it was kind of like you didn't have that mentality from young kind of building up like I'm going to be the best you know what I mean 100% and many of the guys and often than not many of the guys have been doing track for like five more years than me mm-hmm. so it's, it's rare that I come across an athlete that started track later than me Yeah. so yeah. I'm thinking you just got bad experience <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking, I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, I haven't got that experience that you've got so yeah you know what I mean? So I think it's the experience that kind of like, oh, that kind of shrugged me off. But now, mm. uh, now that I've been around the top level and trained with some guys on the top level, I understand mm. what it is now. But obviously coming up, I think that was a big thing for me. Yeah. A big challenge. Mindset. I think ment- mentally, like people understand how much track and field can affect you because I honestly think that a lot of people can physically do something in track. A lot of people are yeah. fast and talented. But to do it in a race, and execute your race properly, it takes elite mindset. And only mm-hmm. certain individuals get that right. Like you yeah. see Bolt. Bolt. Bolt's biggest thing is his mindset. As much as he's physically gifted, his like he just believes he's just gonna win. And yeah. no one's better than him. He, mm-hmm. he has the right to do so, but you have to but but he, he wasn't always winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so what, what people don't realise they look at Bolt and say, Oh yeah, what? but there's been times when I've seen Bolt lose when yeah. he was younger. He, he he got beat just like everyone else got beat, mm. and he made the decision to get to be one of the greatest by yeah. adopting a mindset that said, you know what, I'm just gonna like when he started running fast, you know what, these guys can't get me. You know what, you you see that you see that a lot across the board in sports. Like I, I've been watching the um the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and you know one thing that I really kind of got from it, definitely recommend it. One thing I got from it is kind of like how Michael Jordan's ability to just be like, no, they're not beating me today like he would just be like today he'll, he'll say to the team like we're gonna win this one and he'll do whatever he can to win it and he ends up doing it and it, i think you know that mindset that you're talking about is what really separates like good from the great you know what i mean and it, it, it it's something that you have to i feel like it's almost natural a little bit too but it also then is something that can be built up as well because i think even with you you know it it, it was a thing where you know, you can see from early on that mindset, that competitiveness that was already there. But then I think because obviously you translated it to athletics, it took you a while to get into it. But then, you know, it just kind of built up quicker than a lot of people would have got there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%, man. You've got to have that mindset. Like, especially when you're on the world stage, like when you're in the world championships, like it's always it's, it's, it's everyone for themselves. Like, you <laughs> can't be on it, man. Because yeah. the thing is, those, those moments only last a short time. Mm. The thing about the thing about life and the thing about track and field is nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. So my thing is this: it's like when you're there, you've got to make the most out of your opportunities because yeah. you never know when opportunity gonna come again. Mm. You know, and yeah. yeah, it takes a it takes a while to get into because, like I said, you need experience. You can only yeah. you can only learn by by getting beat and then coming back stronger. 
Yeah. So what would you say is actually your long-term goals with athletics? Not First, let's just do athletics in general because, you know, I'm assuming it's something to do with the Olympics because that's usually what people go for. But then as well as that, what would you say is your long-term goals just in life? Like, what do you think your purpose of doing what you're doing and how you can do that is? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so much more than an athlete. Uh, mm. I do a lot of things, even a lot of things away that people on Instagram might not know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been mentoring young people for a long time, uh, yeah. about three to three years now. Um, what I really want to do, my long-term goal for, let's just say for track, is to be a two or three time, three-time Olympian, Olympic yeah. medalist, and just a great ambassador for, for track and field. Um, I want to eventually open up my own track uh, mm-hmm. or have my own service, it might be a gym or, or recreational service, um, that I can run as a system to, you know, obviously help employment, and mm. help inspire the next generation. Obviously, I'm into coaching already at a young age. Yeah. And I love coaching. I coach young footballers. I coach a couple of young athletes. I love coaching. I love the sport. You know, yeah, I, love, yeah. I love the sport. So, you know, running fast is has a science towards it. So that's what I want to do. I mean, I, I did graduate um, as a biochemist, but I don't think I'll be using the biochemist status as such. Mm-hmm, in terms of yeah. a, a scientific job at this moment in time but it's definitely going to be involved around sport helping the younger generation because there's so much avenues that haven't been explored in sport and yeah. sport's such a big thing but it could, there's so much more I think there's so much more that can come out of it mm-hmm. um, so much more that people can do you just see now with Rashford he's getting involved in politics for some reason mm-hmm. so it's just, the, it's just the aspect of the sports people just not sports guys they can be seen as more than just what they do on the yeah. field, on the track. Yeah. So that's my long-term goal. In terms of like in life, um, what I really want to do is, is get into, into, get into um, property um, in my home, homeland, Jamaica. Okay, um, yeah. And, and do business over there um, mm-hmm. in terms of holiday resorts and, wow. apartment, and building apartments. I've got some some things in the pipeline, but it's going to take, take a while. It's going to take a few years, mm-hmm. but um, I'm really working towards that. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely getting stuff abroad, getting getting things abroad so that, you know, it's well looked after. Yeah, I think it's, especially with Jamaica as well, like I think, you know, there is, uh, over the last few years anyway, there's been that stigma about it's violent, all of this type of stuff. I think, you know, it, it, it'll be great to kind of change that narrative and kind of make it back to being the quality of tourism and, you know, that safety that people would look for when they're going abroad and stuff. So I think that would definitely be an amazing thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. But it's just like it's a, that's a, that's a very long term thing. But we're working towards it every day. Mm. I'm hoping to visit this year, end of this year. So we'll see how that goes. Mm. Now that's dope. So good. You know, just last year as we kind of wrap it up, what would you say are your top two tips? You know, for any person that's trying to do athletics or sports in general. So the top. The top, the top tip I'm going to give to any athlete is to be patient. And mm. a lot of people will think that's a weird tip, but it's something that I had to learn. When I came into the sport, my coach was speaking to me about, we've got a three, four-year plan. And I looked wow. at him as, as a young person thinking, that's long. I ain't got no three, four years to be doing nothing. Like, what? <laughs> three, four years? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, just, I'm like, 
What? What are you talking about? Like, I want to do this now. <laughs> next, next season, I want to be yeah. world class. But I say patience because if you look at any great athlete, um, I'm a big boxing fan. So I, I, I look at Floyd Mayweather, which I think is the best boxer in my generation. Mm. Of course, I'm young, so I can't speak about Ali because I, I wasn't born. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. about Ali. All I can see is what's been put in front of me. So for yeah. me, um, for me, he's been undefeated. Um, sorry, I'm back. For me, he's been undefeated, and and just 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 his dedication to the sport. He's still in great shape now, and I've learned a lot from him. And it's patience for him because it took him a while to become Miami Mayweather to be the to be the most paid in sports entertainment history. It yeah. took a while for him to be that, and I'm like just being patient because a lot of people, you know, they do something. The thing about sports that separates the greats from the good is that great people do great things often, but good mm, people okay, do great things yeah. right? Oh, I like that. So a good person will do a great performance in track, but then the next year they fall back into the, they fall back into not even making the final or mm. they're just disappoint. And it's like the greats, what's up with Bolt and all these guys, Jordans, they're able to, they're able to win multiple times, yeah. multiple times. And different ways, different ways of different ways of how to win, how to mm-hmm. come back from behind. Uh, Bolt came back from behind. Bolt came from the front. He came when he people ripped him off um, mm-hmm. in 2015. Same with Mayweather. There's certain fights that they thought he was going to lose. They thought he might lo- he might have lost to Oscar De La Hoya. They thought he might have lost, you know, to Pacquiao. Yeah. But he just finds he finds a way to win. Same with Jordan. Like when he came back. They thought he he played a few games. They thought he's done. Mm-hmm. Came back and just got better. Yeah, so yeah. You've got to just it's patience. You've got to, if you want to be great, you just got to just keep repeating great things. You mm-hmm. can't just sit on something and just be like, or and be patient. That the greatness might not come straight away. It might take yeah. three, four years of building, and then you have your moment. Everyone has their moment. Everyone has the highlight, mm-hmm. but you dictate when it's gonna be. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people rush. And so that's that's the issue. So I'll say patience. I think number two, um, be a student of the sport. Okay, be a student. Yeah. Be a student of the sport. Be a student of whatever you do. So I'm just getting my charger. Be a student of whatever you do, because um, at the end of the day, that's what's gonna like again. That's knowledge is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Man, knowledge is the yeah. best. You know, like taking the time to, to kind of analyze other athletes and what they did and how they improved that type, type of stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, I know. Like, like, I watch a lot of athletes, so mm. I'm a geek. I know guys. I know guys that are way slower than me. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. Like, I really know. I really be knowing everyone's stats. Mm-hmm. Like, if people really know me, like, I know people. Uh, I like. It's crazy. You say a name in athletics, and I probably know who they are, mm. and I know their stats off by heart. Mm. Or if I don't know their stats, I would have heard of them. Yeah, because I pay attention to my sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it might be, might, and then some people don't like that approach. Some people are like, well, I don't need to know what's happening. I need to focus on blah, blah, blah. I hear that. But because I'm in that kind of coach mode as well, I kind of like to know what's going on. Not that, yeah. not that I'm worried. I just want to keep in the loop. It's just being educated, isn't it? Yeah, just get educated. I mean, I'm going to be a coach soon. So realistically, I'm going to be in the sport for less than 10 years. So, yeah. which is a long time. So, and probably even less, way less than 10 years. 
I'm going to want to coach and want to do other things. So I just like to know different methods. I like to know different stuff. So that's just mm. my thing. So like be a student of the game, be a student of the sport. You've got to study the greats, man. Like, you know, sometimes it's disappointing that these greats don't go and coach. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like a Bolt will coach and a Jordan will coach. That'll be, that'll be, that'll be crazy. Imagine mm. Bolt coaching. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, any man would want to do that. You know, yeah, go to, yeah. go to him with a coach. But obviously, like I said, not every, not every, not every great player can be a great coach, and I accept that. I accept that. But mm. um, it, it still, it still would have been something to see. But definitely, be a student and be patient. I think those are the two things takeaways that I would give to someone. No, I love that. Like, I, I especially love what you said about you know great people doing great things. Often, it kind of it makes me think, you know, you got to make greatness a habit, you know what I mean? Rather than just... Messi, look at Messi and Ronaldo, man. They've been doing this for years. Yeah. Ain't nothing new. <laughs> no, ain't nothing, ain't nothing. Like, we, we know. Like, when you have a bad season, we're surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't nothing new. That's that's what it is. A lot of young guys want to do something viral and then want to do a whole bunch of average things. Yeah, 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 definitely. Especially in these this day and age as well. You know what I mean? If something, the thing is, it's easy, it's it's harder, it's harder to to maintain it than to get it. Yeah. So, so it's easier. It's when you reach that top, it's easy. It's so much harder to maintain being at the top because now mm. you've got to deal with people coming against you. You've got to deal with negative negative stuff. You know, like people like even athletics, like people will come with all negativity. Like if you go, if you have a bad race and you're known, and you search yeah. your name up on Twitter, people talking crap about you, like. That's how it is, you know, mm. and you've got to deal with that. You've got to have thick skin. You've got to be like, you know what? I'm not, this guy is never run a day in his life. What's he talking yeah, about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like, I just don't like, for me, it's like, if you haven't been there and you haven't done better than me, then with all due respect, like, you can advise me what you want, but until you're there in it, then talk to mm. me because I can, like, I can only look up. I can't look down and say, <laughs> yeah. this. it's just truth. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who are you to make this judgment? Mm-hmm. It's like, you've got to run times before you come chat to me mm-hmm. about, I should do this, I should do that. <laughs> let me, let's see your times, let's see your times. And then we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, let's, yeah. or if you're a coach, let's see, what you, let's see what times you make people run. No, can't mm. just come up in there and just start talking. Like, I'm just like, yeah. nah, man. I listen to it, but I just don't listen. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's coming nah, from I a different place. That. If it comes from a place of love, I understand it. But if it comes from a yeah. place of, I just want to be heard, and yeah. this is my opinion. And I want to be wrong and strong. Yeah, yeah. So I, wanna <laughs> yeah. Be, I just want to just look like, yeah, this, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's about, it's about kind of being constructive, constructive if you're actually giving feedback. you got to want the best for, for all, for, I want the best for all athletes. Yeah. There's a lot of athletes that I love, you know. I'm, like I said, when people follow me on Instagram, I'm one of the most interactive people. I'm on everyone's post. Yeah. I'm on everyone's post trying to, trying to, trying to, like, if I see the post, I'm trying to spread positivity. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I want everyone to win. I would I I love everyone to win. That's yeah. it. That's just me, you know what I mean? And it's not even a fake thing. It's not even an Instagram thing. Like, it really is real life. Like, people can tell you, it really is a real, real life. Like, I don't yeah. need to act on Instagram. Like, I'm even, in fact, I'm even more on it in real life than on Instagram. So it's weird. When people see me, they expect, oh, he's just like that on social media. I'm yeah. worse. I'm more intense. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like Instagram, that's me like chilling. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Nah, like, yeah, when I'm yeah. on something, I'm on it. Like I, I just do, like, I'm very, I'm quite a passionate person. Like, I'll just, do you know what I mean? I just do what needs to be done to mm-hmm. get it done. Like I'm, 
her mindset is just it's crazy sometimes, but I love it because it makes me creative. It makes me yeah. do stuff, you yeah. know. So yeah, man, that's those are the two tips. Yeah, I, I know you're going to talk about Black Lives Matter thing, but I, I leave that for another time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's we could have a different conversation on that one there. So, <laughs> but nah, that that was that was so dope. Like there was a lot of stuff that I didn't even know, and you know, just kind of hearing your story, I think there's a lot that people can relate to in that sense, and even take you know those two tips especially and can implement that into their lives. So, nah, that's it's so dope. It's so dope. So, if you just shout out your Instagram and let people know where they can find you and all that type of stuff. My Instagram is J Marcus D. That's J A Y. M A R C U S D, single D, not D E E, just single D. So that's mm. J Marcus D, J A Y M A R C U S D, on Instagram, also on Twitter. Um, use Twitter sometimes. Mm. Um, not, I'm not really active on Snapchat, so can't really shout that out. Instagram's where you're gonna see me more, though, man. Like Twitter's mm. good, but Instagram's my my platform. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be coming I soon. Also my YouTube soon. as well. My YouTube oh, yeah, is, yeah. my YouTube, if you type in J Marcus space D, so the same spelling, but there's a space between the Marcus and the D. Yeah. That's my, that's my YouTube channel. So, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, make sure you guys go and, you know, follow his page, spam him, check him out on all the things. Check out his runs as well, because you'll be, you'll be impressed. So. Blow them more as well. I'm blowing them more, man. This... Yeah, content's coming soon. <laughs> more content, more content. Nah, thank you for coming on and just, you know, just, just talking your truth and letting people know what's going on. So hopefully Olympics soon come. I'm going to win man. Yeah, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this episode again. You know, all I ask is that you kind of just share it with someone, you know, whether they're an athlete or whether they're a sports person, or, you know, just to just give them a little feedback and, you know, just something to kind of go off. But yeah, that's been today's episode. So yeah, thank you for coming on. But I'll catch you guys on the next episode in a bit. Thank you.